0: The Mahoning Valley Daily Podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to today's episode of the Mahoning Valley Daily Podcast. It is October 1st. Happy October, everybody. As James Taylor once eloquently put it, the frost is on the pumpkin and the hay is in the barn. We've got a nice little show for you today, right before we send you on your way to have a nice little weekend. If you're looking for some cool stuff to do, I know that The Color Purple is playing at the Dior Center downtown. At least a few shows this weekend. I bet that's going to be awesome. I wish them a lot of success with that production. Uh, also, obviously, we've got October Fests in full effect. we got the one at Boardman Park. We've got Autumn Days in Canfield and all the other surrounding communities. All you have to do is Swing a cat, and you'll be able to find some kind of stack of hay, or a hayride, or bobbing for apples, or you know. You know the drill, because you're going to be out there. You're going to be doing all that cool stuff. As always, for a complete rundown, I suggest going over to our friends at Mahoning Matters. I know WKBN has been a stalwart in terms of uh, keeping the community calendar alive, but I really just like the way Mahoning Matters has been doing it, so I give them the props. While on the subject, I would also like to say happy second anniversary to Mahoney Matters. An intrepid group of journalists, some of which who used to work at the Vindicator, who decided to start their own digital footprint. And I gotta say, it's been going great, and I've loved the work that they've been putting out. So congratulations, and here's to many more years. Quick little sports point. I saw a nightmarish possibility on ESPN last night. It looked as though... Aaron Rodgers, who is totally displeased with being in Green Bay for just another second, has been hinting at how much he likes Mike Tomlin as a coach, and that is frightening. As a Browns fan, thinking about Aaron Rodgers on the Steelers is essentially your worst nightmare come true. They've got a lot of weapons on offense. They've got a killer defense. They just have a wet noodle and a washed-up quarterback named Ben Roethlisberger standing in their way of greatness. Hey, Let the chips fall where they may. If Rogers decides to come there because he says he likes the blue-collar mentality that the Steelers have, coming from another blue-collar town in Green Bay, that's fine. Hopefully we will have all our ducks in a row by then, and be able to beat the brakes off of them no matter who they have. But it's still scary. Stay tuned. The biggest news coming out of the valley in the last couple days is between Foxconn, the largest assembler and maker of iPhones in the world, and our fledgling Lordstown Motors out there. Since the closure of GM and when Lordstown Motors took over the facility, it's been a rocky road. They've overpromised on the number of vehicles that they were going to deliver. They've been caught in a shell game of sorts in terms of pre-orders, and they are months and months behind on their endurance pickup that they said was going to be out. Foxconn is a Taiwan-based manufacturer, and they came over here and said, guess what? We're going to take these fantastic facilities and we're going to partner with you guys and we're going to get into the EV market, which is really interesting and kind of a smart move because as I recall, Foxconn was going to be making this very, very big multi-million square foot complex somewhere else in the country a couple years ago. I think it was maybe Minnesota or something, but all anyone was talking about was all the tax abatements that the local communities were going to be giving them, which is totally understandable because you'd like to think that someone who's going to be that profitable could pay their taxes starting on day one. But in order to lure them to your locale, you have to be able to give up as much of cash cow as possible, and that's what a lot of municipalities have been doing. Luckily, with this already standing infrastructure in place, there isn't going to be that arrangement needed, at least as far as I know. So the question then comes, how do we feel about Foxconn? Because on the one hand, you have a local startup in the United States who's having a really difficult time getting off the ground and staying solvent, and then you have somebody coming over with Chinese backing who's going to be able to write the ship and keep those workers employed as well as employ many more. How do we feel about that? I know a lot of people have an anti-China sentiment for very good reason, of which there are many, but how do we then contextualize that with the profitability and prosperity locally that we would be seeing from their venture? It's a really interesting dynamic, and I'm sure you all have your opinions on the matter. All I can really say at this point is that I'm glad that all the employees that are there are able to stay on. And so we'll just have to wait and see how this plays out. Now you guys know that I am a big fan of podcasts and one of my very, very favorite, maybe if not the favorite, is The Bulwark with Charlie Sykes. And this guy, well, He's an ex-Reaganite, he's from Wisconsin, and he is one of the stalwart never-Trumpers who helped get the um, Lincoln Project national attention and is essentially at the forefront of the responsible conservative movement. One of his main contributors, Tom Nichols, has a new book out that I cannot wait to read. It's entitled, Our Own Worst Enemy. The Assault From Within on Modern Democracy. At the outset, just think of everything that this book could cover. We are an obese nation. We are a greedy nation. We are a selfish nation. We can be an infantile nation. We are a lazy nation. And we are an entitled nation. How do we plan on remaining the best if we're not giving it our best? Essentially, I think this book is going to be telling the tale of what happens when you give people free reign, when you experience full freedom with no accountability and no shame. So if you're able to stay in a cohort that tells you everything you're doing is just fine, you're probably never going to get that constructive criticism that you might need to move forward in a better path. And essentially, we have silos within our communities where you get that from your friends and from your whatever, fellow group members. And then it kind of spreads to American culture in general. Because we are so isolated over here, it's tough to tell how what we're doing stacks up to the rest of the world without getting it through our filtered news. And it kind of ties in with the Foxconn issue. Companies like that provide us with goods at a very low price and we are happy for that. But at what cost? Because on the other end, we would like to see Americans with higher wage jobs, and those just don't come out of thin air. Matter of fact, they probably would come best from manufacturing the things that Americans love to use most. However, that is a very high cost to pay, because now that iPhone is probably going to cost you $3,000 if you're going to pay everyone working to assemble it and create it, a very nice living wage. So we have to sit back and look at our consumerist attitudes and, dare I say, capitalism in general. And hopefully this book will shed light on some of the things that maybe we could do without or ways forward in which we are able to save ourselves from ourselves. Should be a really good read. And may I say, if you're able to check out Tom Nichols when he guests on any podcast, the Bulwark, and also I just heard him on Politicology, talking about his new book, another podcast that I highly recommend. Please go check him out. And I think that's going to about wrap it up for today's show. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we will see you next-